Welcome to the See Me Now Special Edition Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall, and we are joined today by CMU Assistant Professor of Music, Piano, and Commercial Keyboard, Adrian Herrera. Nice to see you today. Thank you for joining us with it being the first week of classes. Oh, thank you so much. I know that it has been a busy week, but I love to do this, you know, to just getting noticed by the community is really a good, a good thing when you are starting a new job. And I'm so happy on being here. Yeah, you are new to campus. Tell us a little bit about your background, where'd you come from, and how did you get here? I came f- here from Colombia, South America, which is an amazing uh, country. where I used to live there for several years. Be- in between, I have been studying at u- different universities here in the United States. I did my undergrad over there, but then I did my master's degree, my um, artist diploma and my doctor DMA, Doctor of Musical Arts, here in the United States on different universities. So I have been playing since I was a child. I started to play piano when I was five years. I started to classical piano at conservatory. I made I I spent mo- more than nine years doing a bachelor degree because at that time at conservatory is really long time, and then I I earned this scholarship and I did an artist diploma at the Musician Institute in Los Angeles. And then uh, I back to Colombia and then I obtained a Fulbright scholarship in order to do my master's degree at the Queens College. And finally, another uh, scholarship for doing my doctor degree at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So that's my academic background. But at the same time, I have been playing since I'm getting noticed that the music was for me, so I started playing really young, uh, different kind of music, not just classical, who was in my bachelor degree, but also I play salsa because I came from Cali, and Cali is a second uh, second city of uh, Colombia, or the third city or the second city in, in Colombia, and we play a lot of salsa there, and eventually. Although I did my degree on classical performance, eventually I started to listen in jazz, and then I started to study jazz by myself first, and then I came here to the United States to have different degrees on, on that. But I have played with so many jazz artists and uh, commercial artists in Colombia, and uh, rock artists, pop artists, yeah, anything that sounds music, I love. Great, and so let's take it back. You said you've been playing piano since you were five. What first attracted you to the piano, maybe specifically, and music in general? Was it, you know, your parents? Did you have an uncle or an aunt, grandparents? Or was it something you just heard one day and sat down and started doing? I'm always interested to hear Yeah, hear that's that. so... Um, I think that there is a lot of research about that, like why some people are has the attitude or... or this talent for music, while others don't. It's not that common that everybody has that. Um, but from my perspective, it's related with your childhood. So I, I listen a lot of music around everywhere. My grandparents, they used to listen a lot of Cuban music. My father is, he's so amazing, uh, amazingly interested in music, classical music pop music, rock music, boleros, everything. So I was, I grew up in that kind of environment. So then I 
one day I just see the piano and I start to play just by myself, try to catch notes from uh, melodies that I already listened since I was a child. So that is happened that way. Not something that I can explain really easy, you know, it's just that. Mm -hmm. You have the talent and then you listen music. I lived in uh, Central America for a little while, and what I loved about the Latin culture was that music is kind of embedded in every part of the household. I mean, from the very beginning, it seems like everyone knows how to dance. You know, it's like music's always playing, and uh, parents are encouraging, you know, both their daughters and their sons to to dance, and it almost seems like that never gets lost. I know... Um, for me growing up, music wasn't a part of my household. And so I wasn't, you know, just dancing in the in the streets and in the in the kitchen. And I, I do love that. And do you think that is kind of how you were raised? There was just music everywhere and everybody was just kind of, you know, it's it's just like embedded in your DNA almost. Yeah, you are talking about something really important. Culture is really is really important when you develop a specific quality in your life. So you are right, Latin America in general, from Central America to the South America in general, we, are, we have a, a lot of music over there and a lot of dance. And music is always related with dance. And when you relate the music with dance, then you are able to understand better the music because you understand the music from your body, not just from your mind or your singing. So the body is really involved in this kind of environment when you are learning music in South America. So yes, probably that helped me a lot to understand the music. And especially I born, I, I mean, I grow up in Cali, which is the second city of Colombia, which I tell you already, and is really famous about the salsa. So every time you dance salsa, you learn a lot of music through your body. So yes, it's an important aspect of my life, the dancing. Great. And I'd like to explore a little bit, too. I mean, you've kind of had this dual life of, you know, you, like you said, you were born and raised in Colombia, but then you've been up here in the United States at quite a few different universities. You backed, bounced back down to Colombia. So could you talk to us about the differences in music or the experiences that you've had between studying and living here in the U.S. and being in Colombia? Yeah, I I mean, I think that although music in, in, in Latin America is all over the place, I have to tell you that since I have been studying here in the United States, I discovered also that music is a big part of your community too. Like you, for example, it's really common that people play an instrument in high school, for example. We don't have that in Colombia, for example. It's not, it's not like a big program of, of, of big bands or, or orchestras or combos or ensembles, but here is really common. So I found a lot of people who are non-musician who, who already played a specific instrument in their uh, high school years. So that gives you a different perspective. And the music is different too. When you go to the jam session, for example, in New York, when I, when I did my master's degree over there, you can find that the jam sessions is more related with a specific kind of music. If you go to a funk, mu uh, funk jam session, it's going to be funk, it's rock music, everything. But in South America, it's more spread. There you can go to a jam session and you can find different kind of music at the same time. Eventually, someone bring a blues or another one want to bring a more like a pop, popish music or more like a rock music. 
So, or Latin music, because we have a lot of Latin uh, players over there. So, yes, it's more like our spectrum is bigger in the sense of we hear a lot of music more than maybe more than here in terms of universal thinking, because you have a lot of music here. But in South America, specifically in Colombia, you listen not just American music, but also music from Europe, from Africa, from other parts of the world. What do you hope to to bring to uh, the classroom here at CMU? You know, you've had obviously a wide range of experiences throughout your life. What do you hope that your students leave the classroom with? Something that is really... Uh, amaze me is how the people here uh, are so, uh, I mean, like grateful, like a, like a person asked me, for example, can bring a different things to the classroom. And if I have to tell you these, maybe it's going to be the sensation of the rhythm in your body. When you feel the, the sensation of the rhythm, the groove, the subdivision, all this technique, things that you have to learn during your process as a, a musician, a student, you can learn it from your body. If you learn that from your body, you can understand better the music because you are able to dance. So on all my classes, they have to do two things. They have to sing and they have to dance too. So, and some of them are really embarrassed, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do that. But it's, I don't want I don't want them to feel embarrassed because it's not about what what the people are thinking about this. It's just you have to do that because you're going to grow up as a musician if you're able to dance. So those two aspects are really important in my even you can you can teach everything from those two aspects. Even if it's harmony or rhythm or solfeggio, you can use your body and your singing. So both are really important. So hearing about your teaching philosophy, just a little bit about it, I feel like we're lucky to have you at CMU. So I'd be curious, what made you choose CMU? Why, why here out of anywhere that you could have gone? Why Colorado Mesa University? The first of all is the quality of the, of the people. I mean, when I, when I came here on March and doing my audition, everybody was so warm. And then when I arrived here two weeks ago, I've, I, I, I convinced myself that the quality of the people here is really good. People are so warm, so gentle. They they always help me with this, uh, with anything, any kind of maybe mistake that I did or something. They always help me with that. So, yeah, people as really the kindness of the people is something that is really related with CMU. And the other thing is that the wide spectrum of people who are here. You know, they belong to different, different heritage. And, um, and the music is, you know, the music program in general, I love that because it's not just about classical music and not anything else. They are thinking about the more related with the 21st century musician who has to be more oriented to the modern uh, music in general, not just classical music, jazz music, pop music, rock music, Latin music. So I really love that, that kind of, um, you know, this international focus. So I, I love that. 
And so you mentioned that you just moved up here from Colombia about two weeks ago, but I know you didn't come alone. I believe that you have your wife and um, your son with you as well. Can you talk to me what it was like when you decided to come up here and kind of that conversation? And I'm assuming they're excited to be here too, but let's chat a little bit about your family. Yeah, I have an eight years old son. He is like a storm right now. You know, he has a lot of energy. Now he's in a wonderful um, um, elementary school. He's so happy because he was doing his first grade virtually because of the COVID, you know, and that was so sad to me. He was in a German school. He was studying everything in German. So he understands a lot of German and he talks a little. And now he's going to concentrate on English. So I'm really happy for him, and he's really happy now that he's able to go to the, you know, to the countryside and just play with their peers. So I really love that. My wife is, you know, she's everything for me. I love that girl so much. She, she, she has helped me during, during my um, almost the half of my life. She's also a musician. She studied uh, uh, vocal performance and pedagogy and also flute but she is more concent uh, uh, concentrated right now on uh, quality management she was the chief of the quality management over there at university so eventually i want her to be involved in cmu too maybe so it's a great bring her great into idea. the mavely part of the mavely yeah <laughs> she is she is really excited of being here although it's you know it's a culture shock at some point because we live different there, but she's getting there. So yeah, she's happy too. You hit on this a little bit, but it sounds like, you know, in your classroom, it's going to be a variety of music. You know, people are gonna be playing the piano and keyboard uh, from jazz to, to, I mean, any kind of genre you can really think of. Um, are you, are you planning on having any of your students perform over the next year? Can we hear kind of what's coming out of the classroom? Is there anything going on that we should know about? And I mean, it's too early to know <laughs> what is going on because we, I, I mean, I, I, I just had two days of classes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to figure out something that is really important on CMU. And I love that too, is that you as a professor have to know your students by their names, you know? So, and understand what is going on with each of this one. Because something that you discover when you have a lot of years teaching is that every student is different. They learn different. Some of them are more like expressive, another, uh, another are more timid. They learn in a different ways too. Like for example, they, learn, they are more hourly or they are more sight or they are more like muscle memory or whatever. So you have to discover that first in the first couple of, of classes. And then we're going to develop some repertoire for the ensemble, for example, which is one of the classes that I want to do. And eventually, for sure, I'm going to introduce them to the Latin American music too, because they, they're going to love that. Yeah, because everything about dancing. So that's great. Great. So you're not only a teacher, but you're a performer. You're probably a performer first and foremost. So now that you're here and getting grounded and established now that you've been here a couple weeks, do you expect to perform, whether it's through CMU or other ways? And what could we expect from that? In fact, tomorrow we're going to perform already. There we go. With our, with our <laughs> in Capstra 
professor and uh, Jonathan Hinkle and, and Timothy Amons. We're going to be playing at the, um, what is the Reflection Center? Uh -huh, Center We're going to do reflection. something at 11 tomorrow. I don't remember what is the name of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yes, as a part of as a music professor, you have to be first performer in order to teach your student that. Yes, and my plan is to play not just in CMU, but around the town. Probably I will try to catch up some jazz festivals in Aspen or in Denver and uh, play with my trio. I'm trying also to have a really um, beautiful recording sessions here in the United States because I want to to at least record one or two CDs per year because it's, uh, as a part of a musician, you have to have that. Like, The, the writer has to write books, we have to record. That's important for the humanity, you know? So I'm gonna do that. I'm performing a lot for sure. I will try to find some places in Grand Junction to play maybe a piano solo in, a, in some part or with a trio, or with a quintet, whatever happening, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna okay. be playing. We're lucky to have you. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Adrian. It's been great getting to know you and, and um, yeah, we're happy that you're a part of the Madly. Thank you so much for inviting me and man, this is one of the best experiences I ever had in my life to being here in this amazing university and thank you for having me. I'm so glad of being here. Thank you. Well, this is See Me Now Special Edition Podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.